Welcome to the Amiga Ireland podcast. I'm Jarlath. I'm Luke. And I'm Rob. And today we've got uh, Miss Mad Lemon with us. Uh, Maddie has an extensive library of videos covering everything from hardware modifications uh, for the C64, the Amiga, mini discs, hi-fi, amplifiers, and electronics, much more, as well as software customizations, game reviews, and music. Um, there's plenty there uh, for for no matter what your interest is. And her YouTube channel is Miss Mad Lemon, and she's with us today. Hi, Maddie. Thanks for joining us. Hello. It's great to actually chat to you after um, seeing so many of your videos. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to people listening to us and uh, tell us about your channel and maybe uh, wh- how you got started? Sure. Um, well, I'm Maddie Madiha, or Miss Mad Lemon on YouTube. And um, I do a lot of um, retro or vintage stuff on my uh, channel. And it's it's basically my feeling of nostalgia i'm kind of like uh using creativity to kind of portray that and uh it mm-hmm. uh, comes with it um <laughs> has all the uh, vintage audio and uh, vintage computers that i had in my past i um mm-hmm. <laughs> i explore that and uh by the way it's the first time i'm doing a podcast i'm kind of like oh spotlight something yeah. Right. Um, Can you tell us something more about yourself? What 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 do you do for a living, for example? And what are your hobbies outside of you know like an Amiga and vintage and retro? I'm actually a photographer, and uh, that was my hobby initially, and uh, also painting with oils. And um, I think a lot of my YouTube uh, channel is actually to do with my hobbies. So all the Amiga stuff, the music making, and so forth. That's actually you know, what I do as a hobby. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. Good stuff. So all this vintage technology, is this, um, is this something from your childhood or, or how were you exposed to it all at, to start with? Well, the vintage uh, audio, it's always been there. I mean, uh, the Amiga itself, this has, um, we got an Amiga 500 when, you know, I was about seven or something. And uh, it's, it's the first uh, computer that I ever touched. So of course it's got like, uh, you know, special a place. lot of meaning. And, um, it's it's the thing that my my brother had it uh, connected to his hi-fi, so we always heard it from the beginning. We always heard it with amazing sound, not through the um, the t- the TV through mm-hmm. RF or anything. So I think the music on the Amiga kind of just blew me away, as well as the graphics, because they had a ZX Spectrum before that, and I didn't you know play on it. I was quite young, but uh, they actually uh, saw the graphics and everything and compared to that. Actually, they bought a Plus 2, the Spectrum Plus 2, and then what happened is, after about a week, that was gone. <laughs> so they, they went and exchanged it from 500, so... I was just All right. Like, <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so <laughs> And um, you have a Commodore 64 now, so um, did that come after the Amiga? Yes, that's right. This is uh, Commodore 64. It's one of those where I saw it at friends' houses. I saw it and people play on it back in the day, but I never had. I wanted it, but I never had the chance to kind of, you know, I never got one. So last year, this time last year, I kind of I decided Commodore 64, what I didn't have back then and always wanted. Okay, now I'm doubly impressed by your videos. You've really um, nailed it in a short time. <laughs> It's yeah. It was taking some time to get used to, but I think I'm kind of seeing it as a mini Amiga because it kind of reminds me of an Amiga. The graphics mm-hmm. and the sound a bit more than the Atari 8-bit computers. The C64 reminds me of. Oh, interesting. 
Right, I'm sure all of us, um, all of us have seen uh, your hardware music modifications and heard your music and seen your art. Um, where did you actually learn all of these, you know, like hardware, software skills, and artistic skills? Because that's that's your your skills are really really good. Oh, thank you. Actually, I'm learning as I'm going along. <laughs> you know, it's like self teaching myself. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't take any classes for any of this thing. It's just I. It, it's I'm I'm a curious soul, and it's sort of. <laughs> I, I just very I'm curious. Super amigo, whatever in front of me, and I kind of dive in. Like, what's this? What's that? <laughs> you know, wow. learn from it slowly. I'm I'm even more impressed now. <laughs> to <laughs> be honest, that's impressive. <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah, because I did engineering in college, and I'm learning from you, Maddie. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the electronics. I think uh, I've been tinkering with just components. Like uh, when I was about ten. I saw like uh, somebody, uh, it was my brother who was doing some project and he showed me like a battery with a motor and it span. And I was just like, wow. And that's how it began. I just had this bucket of components, but it just empty. <laughs> <laughs> and just like messed around with bulbs and stuff. <laughs> it's like, uh, so that's kind of uh, progressed since then. But then uh, when I went in my teenagers, I started creating things like for the Amiga, the stereo separation thing. Um, I wanted to listen to my um, listen to music on headphones, but of course, Amiga Music is so separated that each of your ears feels like it's on a different planet. So mm-hmm. it's like I needed a you know. So I understood how um, the variable resistors work. So I decided to you know make a stereo separation adjustment thing, and yeah, I just started making little things like that, and it kind of slowly built. Awesome. So. Apart from the hardware side, have you actually done any coding or have you ever had any interest in coding? I I always wanted to, but it's something which I've tried to learn. It's just like reading music. I kind of read music to save my life. <laughs> and same with programming. It's one of those things I wanted to learn, but I could just never do. <laughs> I think my mind is probably just not geared that way or something. But uh, I, I doubt that now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I know some, sometimes it's just uh, so, something clicks with you, and others don't, and that's fair enough. Yeah, I think it's, I, I have like um, a great admiration and respect for people who can code and program. It's just like just seems way you know wow ahead of me, <laughs> over my head. I mean, you're doing some great videos at the moment, and I'm curious: have you always been active with your Amiga since the beginning, or did you take a break in the middle, like a lot of us did? I took a break, unfortunately. <laughs> I think if you've seen my video about my history about the Amiga, mm. you all know that I'm kind of like hanging my head. what <laughs> 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 I felt. It was just like, um, I made a towered Amiga back then, uh, and did Amiga 1200 with uh, Blizzard PPC 6840 uh, with the B-Vision graphics card and, you know, zip drives and everything. And it was just... Oh. It was a beast of a machine. Yes, it was, and I sold it. What the heck uh, was I thinking? I don't know, but I sold it. Oh dear. And then I went to emulation, sorry. And then um, emulation for about the next... Uh, from 2004 until about 2014, I guess. 2015. Um, and I bought my Amiga again. No, mm. I've been happier. <laughs> Good stuff. 
they say you can never escape it you know once once you're bitten it's true <laughs> it's a it's a very hard addiction <laughs> very it, it, it's just an it's just so addictive <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right anyway um, was there much of a commodore or amiga scene when you were growing up you know like uh uh, friends or you know like uh, computer groups or shops stores and anything like that actually it was more the consoles it was more like the master system mega drive and uh, super nintendo things like this there wasn't that many people who had an amiga compared to i mean there were there were a few of course you know my brother's friends and uh, some family friends but not as much as um, I heard people go th- talking about uh, the Mega Drive or the Master System before that, and it was surrounded by these more than, you know, especially mm. in the school, at school, you know, there was everybody had a console more than. I think it was just about me and two or three others that I knew out of, you know, the entire year that I had an Amiga. Mm-hmm. Uh, what current developments are you looking forward to uh, in the Amiga world? The vampire thing I'm curious about, I think that's what, you know, mm. put me over the edge to kind of get get an Amiga again. Even though I'm wondering because it's it sounds like it's going to be pretty pricey. I mean, what what we heard about the vampire 1200 before and what we're hearing now is kind of... <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sort of waiting on that, seeing what comes. And I'm actually excited about a lot of the things because there's so <laughs> many things that are... Um, coming out and I'm just like, wow, I didn't realize the Amiga community was this alive. I just kind of got my 1200 and was like, okay, let's see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of the next gen Amigas like Aros, OS4, Morphos? Like, do you, do you have you any interest in those? OS4, I've been curious about this. And uh, it's like, if I still had my Blizzard PPC from back then, I would, I mean, I don't know if it would be possible or not, but I would try and install it at least and see what it's about. So it's, there is that curiosity about it, even though my favorites, you know, are the, the old school OSs, the um, mm-hmm. 3.9 and below. But mm-hmm. uh, I am, Eros, uh, I actually don't know these, uh, these ones, I've just seen screenshots around here and there, so I haven't had any experience, but It'd be interesting, though, mm. experience and see what they're all about. Well, Eros is kind of handy because it'll run in a virtual machine, you know, so you can just stick oh, it on, a, on a, a PC or, you know, a Linux box or whatever you have. And uh, I think, I believe um, WinUI can run OS4, right? It, it can, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of setting up involved, but it, it is possible, yeah. Mm. It's the OS4 classic. Yeah, it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. And it's the same one that would run on the Blizzard PPC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And for and for Morphos, you can you know like uh, uh, install it on a dirt cheap uh, old Apple machines, the PPC ones. They are mm. really cheap nowadays. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, is it just any Mac with a PPC, or does it have to be specific? Um, most of them. There are some that aren't supported, but um, you, if you look at the Morphos website, they have a list of the ones that are uh, you know that are compatible. Like I, I have, I have an iBook here that I've had for years. It was given to me, you know, because the keyboard didn't work or something like that, and um, it's perfect. I, I, yeah, I've got, I've, I've, I've just, I've, I've recently got like a Power Mac G4 as well. Just look for a G4 machine, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, they, they tend to come up with quite, a, quite a bit on eBay, and you know, in lo- local sort of, you know, basically people are throwing them out, you know, because they don't realize yeah. they're. Sometimes usable. you get, you can just get them for free. Yeah, really. Wow. 
definitely yeah. worth trying out then. Abs- yeah, absolutely. And you can try the yeah. OS for half an hour. You know, you can it, it sort of goes slow after half an hour, so you can try it for half an hour at a time and then see if you see if you like it before you buy it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got nothing to look into here. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, let's move on to the next question then. Um, you've got some incredible videos um, showing actually how to modify uh, different retro machines like and, and, and equipment, like SD card, uh, HD, for Amiga recapping, music creation, PSU hacks, internal CD drive on Amiga, and so on and so on. So um, what are your favorite projects uh, so far, um, personally? My favorite project, I think, uh, will have to be. Actually, there's probably a couple. <laughs> the the CD drive is one. It's uh, when I first did it, there was kind of I got a mixed response. It was like um, actually most of people were like were you know liked it, but there was some who were just like, oh, there's no point, there's no point. But I've got like <laughs> lots of uh, Amiga format CDs that I bought back in the day. I still have them now. Uh, the cover CDs, sorry, and it's like I have. Uh, just recently bought, you know, a couple of games as well, Amiga CD games, which I still haven't opened yet. I need to make a video about them <laughs> to close that up. So it's, um, I would like to try them. And also, it's not just the, about practicality. If we're talking about practicality, then why are we using Amigas or anything like this? I, I see. Th- I say this a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's like people. Are, what's the point of having this? And what's the yeah. point of having a floppy disk or something like that? It's yeah. just want to go back and experience it. You know. Yeah. We'd all be using Windows otherwise. Exactly, yeah. It's just like, it was more the life than practicality. Exactly. Hmm. Actually, that's what, um, from 2004 to 2014, 15, that was the time when I put all my, I sold my Amiga, I put all my cassettes, mini discs, and vinyl records in the attic, and it was just me with one laptop, and everything was in there, digital emulators, music, everything. Mm-hmm. And it was the most soul-draining time, I have to say. It's mm-hmm. just, I was mispracticality about everything. I was trying to like minimize my life for some reason. And you just don't live. It's just, there's nothing like putting a vinyl record on, on the record player. And there's nothing like recording onto a cassette or something like this. It's nothing like the real Amiga. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so, have, have you been to any user group meetings or parties or any of these gatherings that are, seem to be happening more and more often, actually? Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> Nothing no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I'm new to all that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, there, there are a lot of these things just popping up here, there and everywhere. We've In the last couple Ooh. of years, we've had one start up in Ireland. It's that uh, that Jarlath here has been uh, organizing. So, uh, But yeah, they're cropping up everywhere. Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed this like events and stuff, and it's something that I didn't get to do back then. So it'd be kind of nice to, kind of nice yeah. to go. Ah, yeah, you should should try and make it to some of them. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely, especially the Ireland. Of course, <laughs> of course, that would actually be really nice because uh, I like to go to Ireland and see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll look after you. We'll make sure you see the good stuff and oh, well, don't waste great. all the time on the boring stuff. <laughs> <you know? laughs> So during your you know your peak Commodore and Amiga times in your youth, what else was going on in your life that you're kind of reminded of when you're um, uh, using your Amigas and Commodores? As in the other the other parts, I think it was mostly a great times with friends, things like that. It was um, they were just carefree times. <laughs> it just felt like it, at least compared to these days. Mm. And um, yeah. it was it was school days for me uh, when I was. Um, Mostly on the Amiga 500, uh, sorry, Amiga 500, then 1200, and then 
when I started making music. Actually, I did my I did a lot of my homework on it. <laughs> Sunday, amiga. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just it was just like a lot of that sort of things, like a lot of friends, a uh, good circle of friends we had, and uh, I was known as the geeky one of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Badge of honor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> have any like favorite apps or favorite games favorite games it's hard i was uh, i struggle with that because it's whenever i think of it there's so many games that come to mind saying me pick me pick me <laughs> you know it's like a line of them <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, i i like uh, another world is a really nice one but also yeah. prince of persia lemmings and um things like that this I mean, Superfrog was one which I remember back in the day. I used to, uh, Friday nights after school, I used to like gather some, I don't know, some fruit and snacks and stuff and just play it all the way through the <laughs> entire night. And I'd end up like in 6 a.m. or something like this like, yeah. on, on the space station level or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure we all know that. Yes. <laughs> remember that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Another world, I've kind of gone through it. I must have gone through it about like four or five times. I can still, you know, go through that game and just never get bored of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about apps? What about apps? Do you have, you know, like a favorite app or apps that you use on a regular basis? A soundtrack of Pro 2 by Marco Nelson. It's not the 1996 one. It's it's a shame that it's that one that I've latched onto because it's it's got a proprietary form file format, but at the same time, it's more advanced than their normal protracker mod you know it saves media information things like this and um yeah it's got a lot of other uh, i think it's got a higher octave and you can do higher notes on it and things like that so i think yeah that is my uh, soundtrack of pro 2 and um deluxe paint comes to mind as well yeah. mm -hmm. um have you have you tried for example as well octomed or digibooster Digibooster, I always wanted to try Digibooster Pro, but it was just mm -hmm. so expensive yeah. that it's like... Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just very expensive. Yeah. I even looked at it recently trying to get an app, looked at it, I was like, the price, like, it's too much. Especially for uh, an application, a program which I'm like, okay, I'm not sure how I'm going to get on with it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've tried Octomad. Octomad, the interface, I just could... I mean, it's a great program, it's fantastic, it doesn't... Mm -hmm. But the interface for you know for me how it works i think um soundtrack pro is one of those where it's just intuitive for me i'm not i'm somebody who doesn't like menus within menus and too much mm -hmm. things like that yeah you know one or two levels okay it's well, one level it's fine but <laughs> no more than that it yeah gets a bit too much for me so uh soundtrack pro setup is perfect for how my my mind works but uh, with Octomed, it's one of those I've always wanted to use it. I always open it up and look at everything. I'm like, uh, let's just go back to soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched your video that compared the yeah. different um, sound applications. It was absolutely brilliant because uh, I was trying to get MIDI going and I had learned how to use ProTracker, which didn't support MIDI. So I needed another option. And Octomed just... Uh, I suppose I could read the manual or something, but I, I prefer to just, you know, something you can just get to work on. And uh, uh, your your one was a lot easier to use. I liked it. Soundstrike of Pro. Actually, uh, if you're, uh, which version of Octomed did you try? Um, off the top of my head, I cannot remember. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but it used the um, it used the native workbench widgets anyway. It wasn't it's called Sound Studio, I think. Sound Studio version 5 onwards, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
and I just recently messed around with Octomate 4, even though I'm still not kind of won over by Octomate's interface, it's actually Octomate 4 was, it's much better than, in my opinion, in my mm. setup. It's much easier and intuitive than the later ones. And I it's, think a few people found that. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, sorry, no, you're saying what I was going to say. It's, it's basically, it's, it's the old school interface that, that mm. a lot of the trackers mm -hmm. use. I agree. Num num number 4 seems to be, seems to be a good one for me as well. I actually got MIDI working on that uh, because I'm working on uh, a video at the moment and I wanted to experience the MIDI out because I've never experienced the Amiga, you know, play something, control my um, keyboard, MIDI keyboard and play sounds through that or make it play sounds. So it was just like uh, last night I was messing around with Octomate 4 and I just played a mod and I made my keyboard, my Jerifis DX sync and I was like, hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I recall a, a, a program regarding your MIDI. Have you have you tried bars and pipes? As far as I remember, as well, it seems to be like a proper one if it comes to MIDI. Mm. I I wanted to. I downloaded. It, I actually got it on my system. I opened it and closed it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it oh. is. It it is absolutely different than Octomed or Pro Tracker or, or Sound Studio or, or anything. Or anything, or anything else on this planet. Yeah. 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 But it's good. But I've heard some opinions that it's it's pretty decent. Mm. Yeah, I've I've heard that, and I've also heard Music X is really good as well. But I think there's sequencers, and it's like I'm used to the tracker um, mm -hmm. from the beginning, so I kind of like opened it up. I was like, "This is not my language." <laughs> Just mm -hmm. Let's close it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, and what about um, Amiga Music? Do you have any favorite mods or game music, or you know, is there anything that you would? keep playing or go back to when, when you kind of when you feel like you need a, a, a mod fix yeah I mean I, there is quite a, I've got a whole collection of mods again it's like um, there's some demo mods like uh, things like I'm not sure if you heard the mod stars what's that sorry there's a mod called blue stars there's a few demos okay yeah, yeah yeah and the things like there's like there's a lot uh, DNA dream that's one mm -hmm. by format I like that and uh, there is it's actually quite a fish, quite a list of them, <laughs> <laughs> like a huge collection. Of, because when I first um, had the 500, I had the action replay. Oh, I love that thing! <laughs> the action <laughs> replay. And I used to just uh, rip mods. I even remember the first ever disc. You know, I labeled and made. I was like ripping mods and collecting them. My collection began then, and I still have it to this day. Mm. Yeah, I remember actually now, and my memory's just coming back that we were chatting in the comments section of one of your videos. Oh, it was that video actually where you compared the different mm -hmm. um, music composition apps, and we were talking about how you know sometimes the samples can be quite harsh, um, but you you seem to have a nice um, kind of collection of um, easy listening mods, which are kind of rare, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of these really hardcore techno stuff happening. I guess yeah. that was the era of the time, maybe you know the '90s. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of that yeah. going around anyway, but yeah, I've always liked, I always preferred the nice, the easy listening. Even if it's fast, it's still mild, easy to listen to. Yeah. The other stuff is probably good for building sites or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what developments would you like to see that aren't currently available for Commodore or Amiga? Is there anything you think mm -hmm. that would make a good product and you wish it was available? I'm interested in if there's some sort of sound device. I mean, I know there are a few that, that have been a few like the Prisma and things like this, but it'd be interesting just to see like an Amiga 
with a, a decent sound card. I mean, that you can sample. Um, it'll work on 16-bit rather than 8-bit. I know there was this PCMCI sampling cartridge that was 12-bit, but mm. I've never, I've never seen it. I've just heard about it. How how about a sampler? You know, because like you know, like a like a uh, 16-bit sampler. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, there there have been a couple of um, internal sound cards for the 1200 that do full 16-bit input and output, um, but they involve going onto the clock board in the 1200, so they, and they're generally pretty expensive. Mm. But, they, but they do was, they do exist. And I think was there one called something like the Prism or something? The Prism is a different thing altogether. That's a that's a decoder, so that's for hardware decoding compressed uh-huh. music. But there was a there's one. Um, Oh, uh, what's it called? The Melody Twelve Hundred. Is that mm-hmm. that rings a bell? Mm-hmm. And, the, yeah, and right. the, I, there were two or three anyway um, that would fit inside and give you audio ports. You know, the, the spare kind of panel at the back of the Twelve Hundred. It gave you a full set of audio ports there. So it is possible if you want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then not all trackers supported. I think Octomed supports some of them. Uh, and you know, but you know, the older stuff that directly hits the hardware doesn't actually support the sixteen mm-hmm. bit. So. That's true. Actually, you need you need the software. But um, yeah, it might be time to learn Octomed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean I'm looking at four Octomed four, and I'm liking. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not as not as daunting as five on. Yeah, yeah. But at least I'd like to try Digibooster Pro actually. Mm. Um, but I must see if there's like a trial or something like. I remember there being one on a cover disc a while ago. Yeah, well then it's probably floating around somewhere. Oh. Yeah. The, the, actually the. The guy who develops it is on um, some of the forums, isn't he? You mean Digibooster 3? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it might, yeah. might be possible uh, to ask Grzegorz him. Grzegorz yeah, he developed, he developed Digibooster 3, and I think it's available for Classic Amigas, OS4, and Morph OS. Yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you can, I think you can download the, the um, trial version or something. You oh. know? I'm I'm pretty sure that you can download uh, Digibooster One and Digibooster Two, uh, even on 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 some you know like uh, sites like Poet.net. Mm-hmm. So I've I've seen you know the the previous versions down there, but um, I'd have to check you know to, to see whether you know like Digibooster Three is, is like you know, like a you know trial version that you can you know, actually download it and try it. Mm-hmm. I must check out the uh, check it out on Poet then. Yeah, I think it's um, it's, it's is it Amiga Future um, guy that that actually you know like sells that. Yes, I think so. It's Amiga Future. No. Yeah. I did see it on uh, their website. I think. Right. Um, have you thought about developing new hardware actually, or some sort of you know like add-ons for for for, for the Amiga or for Commodore? I've not actually thought about anything like this. I think that that might be a little ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Huh? Sorry, say that again. Sorry. At, le- at least not yet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any plans. To, but, <laughs> but it just feels like that. I mean, to that level, it'd probably be a bit over my head because <laughs> I deal with mostly audio electronics. So it's my, I'm just dabbling with like uh, when I was doing the the to set mod and the stereo set thing. That was pushing limits because as the first of you, I messed around with um, anything electronics as not audio. As in, you know, analog audio. So it's, yeah, it was it was kind of definitely pushing them. So I'm not, I'm not sure about anything like computer related <laughs> just yet. 
Uh, there's always time to learn. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So um, tell us about any modifications or add-ons that you have on your C64. My C64, I've, I mean, the add-ons, I have the, I mean, the SD.IC and uh, the Citizen board, uh, the Citizen Stereocid project that I did. And um, I've done like, a, I've done a, an RCA stereo output at the back. That's working. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the most, the most I have at the moment. And how about your Amiga? Amiga, I have that, um, I've made that stereo thing again, a stereo separation adjustment. Mm. The, uh, mm. I have that, I have an uh, AKA or ACA AKA 1233N. As oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, have? I have that keyboard, uh, the USB, some USB. And because my, actually, my keyboard is just, I've had issues, but it just doesn't work. The um, I got a new membrane. But what happened is the uh, the actual context just wore out so quick. It was just like a couple of unplugs, plugs, and that's it. Mm. The new membranes are a bit fragile, so I was like forced to, which is a pain to be honest, because I just want to press the darn key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It doesn't work. laughs> Absolutely. Is there any chance, in your opinion, that um, Amiga can actually return to mainstream and and be actually a mainstream computer, some sort of you know, like maybe like Apple? I'm. I'm doubtful about that because it's um, there's some there's like two computers that are already you know taking them the main computers like Apple Macintosh and Windows or uh, they're completely like taking the market some I don't think that then again I mean there's people are starting to use like uh, Linux a lot as well so I but that's more software I mean I think hardware wise. I mean, somebody would have tried that. Somebody tried that with the Amiga One, right? And it didn't kind of. I think I don't think it's gonna be that. I don't think it would be that likely. I think it's more a for us who had the passion for it, and anybody wants to explore it. And that, I think that's where it probably would end up being. I'd love to see something like this, but like looking at what's out there already mm -hmm. and what everyone's used to and accustomed to. I think unless it works the same as the other two, which would like be pointless. Anyway, yeah, because yeah. we wanted it for the Amiga, didn't we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And finally, Maddie, our last question for you: mm -hmm. What are your fondest memories from all this over the years? Oh, it's exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, one of them was that Superberg thing. Uh, the others, I think, it was I think it's just sitting in front of my Amiga for hours and then creating creating music and messing with music. And also, before the music, uh, before I started creating music in, in 1997, I used to create animations and pictures. So it was just, I, those are my warm, you know, like really nice warm memories about it. And also, like doing a lot of recording, uh, there was, when I started doing um, uh, the music, I got another 1200. And they were just cheap <laughs> at that time, it was like late 90s. You know, pick one up <laughs> at second hand. Yeah. So, it was, uh, what I did was, I I had a PC back then also, so I rigged two Amigas together and did like eight channel soundtrack, or like pressing play on each, each one as well at the same time, creating the mod that it would go together, which is more trickier mm -hmm. than I expected back then. So it's, it's kind of like I still have the, um, the mods with the second half of the mod, you know, and it's like you need to have something in between them referencing it like which part goes mm -hmm. with what so 
it was kind of those were interesting times sounds like it lovely Maddie, thanks so much for taking time to join us this evening. It was great to finally get to chat to My you. My pleasure, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I hope we get to talk to you again sometime in the future. And maybe even if we're lucky, see you at the event in January. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, well, that's uh, that's all from all of us here. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios.